Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 4. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they seek to change the world, and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris, and you can find me at EwokKiller on Twitter. I play Finnegan Finn Tempest, a tiefling trainer, which is a Skyrend original class supported by the Metalweave Games supplement Baby Beastry. Finn is the trainer of Cerulius, a blue guard drake. Hi, my name is Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk, and I am currently hosting Cade, the demigod of the land in my brain. Hi, I'm Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Shannon. I play Aranus Gray, the god of rebellion, and I am a half-elf bard. You can also find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. The battle against the tides of fortune, combined with thwarting the kidnapping attempt from the hunters, was an intense and drawn-out fight. The Urlith proved a formidable foe, especially considering the room and it regurgitated onto the battlefield. The tentacled creature retreated back to the ship once the tide turned against it, leaving its rumen behind. While most of these rumen appeared to be former sailors and other unlucky souls, one of them was revealed to be Ulwan, your old construct friend from Earl. His time inside the Uraleth has bleached his armor to a pale gray and made it more pliable than before. A viscous fluid, harmful to the touch, covers him from head to toe, occasionally dripping from his joints. Whatever happened to him after Earl Earl's death, it has left him lost and deformed. On the hunter side of the battle, only Asturias' chase remains. A human bear Tamani, she led the hunter's charge against the party. Their attempts to kidnap one of your allies failed. Instead, she has found herself your prisoner. As the last surviving member of the hunter's assault, only she knows the truth behind their efforts. She has chosen to accept her captivity with a measure of grace, choosing not to attempt escape. In the days that followed the battle, the tides of fortune sailed away on the ocean branch, leaving you to your own devices. The relative calm has given you time to heal and train and improve. Bristos has been particularly pleased with your progress. Uraleths are deadly foes, and you managed to chase one away without any losses. Asturias' companions aside. Sam has been cooking up some hearty meals, while Carolina has been doing her best to keep the children away from the tree line. Despite your victory, she still doesn't trust that you are safe here. As the sun rises on a new day, and your companions set about their duties here on the side of the road, what would you like to do? I don't know about everybody else, but I think it's uh, time to interrogate our prisoner and move on. Yeah works for me 
Okay. Yeah. As just a simple point of order, how well have you been treating your captive? Is she eating the same food you all do? She's getting regular water? She's getting yeah. a nice place to sleep? What's up? Well, what does everybody else think? And then Finnegan will add his perspective. I mean, Arnis isn't going to like borderline torture anybody. Like, I mean, like, and that would be like torture by deprivation of something, right? Like not what I would active torture, but it's still torture nonetheless, right? Like I'm going to feed them. They're going to have water, right? Mm -hmm. Some way to like use the bathroom, but I'm not giving them my bedroll. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like the ground is fine. You're fine. (laughs) Okay. Anybody have any different opinions or want to add on to any of that? No, that's about how I feel too. Okay. I think Finnegan would have taken a moment to counsel the group that you can you can feed a person but you don't have to you don't have to ensure they're full. That can be a tactical advantage when interrogating. So Finnegan wants to like bare minimum food for a story. Well, and it doesn't even need to be bare minimum, but like you get bread and water. You're not getting what we're eating. Oh, okay. And so, watching us eat a hearty meal while only you're eating bread and water is a strategic and psychological advantage when we start interrogating. So it's not torture, but it's it's a lack of comfort. It's adjacent. Yeah. Um, it's adjacent. It's, yeah. yeah. It's it's not breaking the Geneva Convention, but it is straddling the line. It's close. <laughs> but you know, there's no Geneva in this world either. So <laughs> So there's no rules is what you're saying. No, um, I didn't say there were no <laughs> rules. I'm just saying. I'm not saying we're mistreating the prisoner. She's going to get food. She's going to uh-huh. get water. But there's no reason why a prisoner should eat as well as the rest of us. Okay. Okay. Is everybody fine with that? I could, yeah. I could be convinced. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ernest might be a little bit more on the hesitant side of accepting it, but accepts it. <laughs> That's fine. I won't even make you roll with your credit persuasion bonus. I think the (laughs) ultimate end of that conversation is Finnegan saying, this only has to go on as long as we want it to go on. We can at any point decide, okay, you've given us everything you're going to give us. Here's an actual meal. Mm -hmm. And also, it's only been a few days. This isn't like a prolonged scenario. No, no. Exactly. Because even Finnegan Finnegan would be, yeah, I would say even Finnegan would be against doing it for a prolonged period, but for a couple of days while they know interrogation is coming, like, it's a strategic move. Mm. Rystos is totally on board with this. Might even think that you're treating him a little bit too nice. Uh, That's Rystos. Rystos thinks everybody gets treated too nice, so his opinion doesn't count. (laughs) You just need to get the right opinions from him. I think Sam and Carolina understand why you're doing it. They're not the happiest to see it um, just because it is another Tamani. And they're like, hey, now, like they don't know her specifically, but it's like, you know, cousin of a cousin of a cousin. Right. I'm I'm looking at the rest of the party. Let's see if anybody else might have some strong feelings here. I mean, Parlin's going to go along with whatever Arnis says until (laughs) Arnis really fucks something up. Merlot probably also thinks they're being treated a little bit too nicely. Like they should have less food, they should have less water. You know, like he's being real denouement about it. Mm, we got Seth, we got Mahogany, Morello, Tonga, Felicity. I, 
I think Felicity and Tonk would probably be the only other ones who might be like uh, Felicity just because she's a priest and she wants to see people treated well. Tonk is learning what it is like out on the road. He has not had to take captives before. So Tonk as an adventurer, first time with a captive, he didn't know what to expect. So on one hand, it's like, hey, this is nice. Like they're not in a cage. You know, they're not getting beaten, but like, oh, it's not all glamour. It's little G glamour. Um, <laughs> this was actually, in fact, big G glamour. <laughs> uh, that might be for another discussion. Okay. Okay. You want to go interrogate Asturias. All right. When you come to Asturias, she is awake. She's a little groggy. She is not immediately afraid of anybody here, but... You know, you haven't been treating her the nicest. So there is suspicion in her eyes as you approach. Who would like to get things going? There's a question. Um, can we take a moment before we talk to... Oh my gosh, did you just say her? Talk to her? Yeah, a story is chase her. <laughs> okay, thank you. Can we take a moment before we talk to her just to make sure we're all clear about what the goal of this interrogation is? Yeah. Like, I think that's oh. fine. Like, what? So we're not just like... Um, so what is it ex exactly that we want to know? Do we want to know... I think we want the five W's. Who, what, when, where, and why? <sighs> Who's doing it? What were they trying to achieve? Why did you choose now to do it? And what, what, you know, the, what purpose does this attack serve? Where were they going to be taking our friends? Right? The okay. kind of important stuff. Okay. So what you're telling me is I should just go up to her and say, tell me what I need to know. That's what you're saying? <laughs> I mean, that's what the gift suggests. <laughs> oh, it's Jack Bauer. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, I was, only saw it out of the corner of my eye and it had a Michael Keaton-esque vibe going. So. No. It does, yeah. Now I take it. Anyway. Anyways, um, whoever wants to take point on this can... We'll get into roles as they're necessary, but to start a questioning, nah, just somebody um, ask some questions. And she was part of the group attacking from the forest, right? From the mm -hmm. floor? Okay. From the trees. Okay. So, like, I wouldn't automatically associate her with Captain Edmondson. That's, like, they were clearly in cahoots, but, um, okay. Otherwise, it's a hell of a coincidence. All right. Yeah. Hey, mysterious. I mean, you had to know that we were going to come to you with uh, questions eventually. So I'll just jump right in. We'll skip all the preamble and get down to business. Who do you work for? <clears throat> Why should I tell you? I knew you were coming, but that doesn't mean that I have to answer you. No, I suppose it doesn't. But I mean, we could just drag you along with us and continue to underfeed you until you talk to us. Or we can get all this out of the way and you can have dinner with us tonight. Um, is that a sincere threat, Aranis? Yeah. I mean, if she wants to drag it out, sure, go ahead. Okay. I just <laughs> want to know what you're rolling here. Um, as Aranis is doing this in the background, I'm starting to tie a rope to the axle of one of the wagons. Oh, gosh. 
Is this something that Finnegan would actually carry out, dragging someone? 100% no. There's a reason I'm doing it at a distance. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> it's all a show. It's all a show. That's but fine. I, That's I heard Arnis say, we can drag you along, and I'm like, Finnegan's going to steer into this bluff. Okay. Well, Arnis, you're being sincere. Finnegan is embellishing a little bit, but that's mm-hmm. fine. So, yeah, Arnis, you can roll intimidation there. Go ahead and get advantage from Finnegan. Ooh, advantage. She's been your captive for a few days. It's not like you just tied her up, so. That's true. Seeing this multi-pronged attack. Yeah. See those numbers? It's going to be a good night, guys. It's going to be a good night. I got a 15. Total? Yeah, I rolled a two and an eight. So mm. yeah, total. Wow, your intimidation is only plus seven. It is. Yeah. Okay. What was the question again? My bad. Who do you work for? Oh, who do I work for? Hmm. If you untie my legs, I could take you to him. You didn't think the three of us were everybody, did you? No. But if I untie your legs, then you'll just run away. So... I'm just one person. There's there's a dozen of you. Easily. So you're saying that I should untie your legs because we have the ability to chase you? Your logic makes no sense. Well, you could always try to find him on your own. We don't want to. She motions over to the trees. Like, Oh, I don't have any desire to find this person. Like, no, I just want to know who they are. So we can avoid them at all costs. Thank you. <laughs> so you can avoid them at all costs. I see. I see. Um, so that, that's me, Scott, saying that, not her Asturias. Dude, fool's trying to like kidnap my buddies. I will avoid that person unless they come at me directly and I will take them the heck out. <laughs> <laughs> A name is easy enough. His name is McGrory. He's been our leader for many years now. That name is spelled M-A-C-G-R-O-R-Y. Thank you for reminding me that I need to be taking notes. No, that's just because I don't know how you all heard that. Like, his name's not McCory. It's McGrory. Yes. His name's McGrory. Been leading Asturias and her allies for some time now. Okay. Um... Remind me of something, because I Arnis would remember this, I am certain, but I do not. Were all the people with Asturias Tamani? No, no, she was the only one. She was the only Tamani, okay. Yeah, the other two were just hunters, um, and okay. they've been eaten, and perhaps spat back up uh, at Urleth. Right. It's too bad. Right. Right. Huh. Okay. Okay. McRory. Is that a... Mm. Um, is that a first name? Is that a last name? It's his name. It's the only name I know him by. Just, just one name. Yes, like, it's the only name that I know him by. <laughs> He's my boss. I didn't think to pry. Follow this person around. No idea if they have more than one name. It's a lot of trust. All right. Okay. Your you little, followed uh, Sam around, didn't know he was a Tamani all that time. Or that he was married. That's true. That's fair. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I remember just being like, 
hey, you know, whatever works for them works for them. And maybe right. Scott only wanted to provide one name for this person. <laughs> <laughs> fair point. Fair point. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, to be fair, we knew both of Sam's names. We just didn't know they were one name. We thought they were two separate names. I know. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, back um, on track. <laughs> back on track. Back on track. Back on track. Um, okay. This little uh, group of yours. You got a name? What does it matter? Well, I mean, obviously we want to avoid the leader, but we'd like to avoid the rest of you as well. You got like a like a party name, some sort of affiliation that you go by, some symbol we can avoid. Roll me a persuasion. No advantage this time. High number. When it's like unnecessary. It's a 28. Hey, you don't know which intel is necessary and which intel is not. That's true. I don't. Oh, hmm. uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I, th- I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I might want to flavor this a little bit here let's let's get a little let's get a little extra let's put a little sauce on it why did i already close that tab damn it scott pay no attention to the dumb person okay um somebody remind me next time i have to roll intimidation that i have peerless skill somebody remind me of this remind (laughs) me that i have peerless skill you can just take that 15? Uh, no, so I can add a d12. Oh, sorry. What was I thinking of? <laughs> Never mind. Don't. Uh, you're thinking of, what is that called? It's a rogue thing. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. but yeah, Reliable talent. Yeah, yes. reliable talent. Yeah. <laughs> that okay. thing that Vale had that always, like, fucked people up. Yeah, that. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thought for sure it was something that we talked about tonight already, but I could just be losing my damn mind. Yep, let's just go with that. Losing my damn mind. Okay. <clears throat> um, cool. Astoria says, well, our group's name, our little group's name, is the Forest Trappers. But, but our larger organizational name is the Bent Bow. Which, you all would know, is the, uh, the Hunter's Guild. Huh. I'm recalling this glamour session now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, now it's all coming back to me. Oh, right. Yeah, I heard the Hunter's Guild. And mm-hmm. what does the Hunter's Guild have to do kidnapping. with kidnapping? Well, with dangerous prey, you need a good hunter. Beyond that, as far as I know, just a payday. All right. Well, you know, I appreciate the admission that we're dangerous. Uh, I'll take that. So you did this because you got aid. That must have been a lot of money. You'd have to ask McRory. You don't even know how much you were making on this little venture of yours? What do you care? Do you want my pay? No, I just think he's a pretty crappy boss that he didn't tell you what was in it for you. (laughs) She's not saying she doesn't know. She just doesn't want to tell you how much she's getting paid right now. Or maybe she doesn't know. But, um, mm, let's see. Although, to be fair, she's probably... Do you want to press her for how much she was getting paid? Um, do we care? No, probably not. <laughs> nope. No, no, I'm gonna... No, I, okay. like, I don't, I don't want to actually follow that line of questioning. I just, that's, like, think... Yeah, anyway. Yeah, um, that's where my head was at. Like, unless you really care about what the number yeah. is. Nah, I don't really care. Just know um, that she considered it enough. Or she was told that it would be enough. Right. Okay. Okay. So then... Who hired you? Again, 
Player knowledge. Character knowledge. Player knowledge. You would have to ask McRory. That's not something that I'm privy to. Anything to do with the ship that was floating up there? Our coordinated efforts. Did you enjoy that? They weren't as distracting as we had hoped. You're not seriously asking that question, are you? You've got her tied up, and as far as interrogations go, she feels bored. So, yeah, she's sprinkling in some fun. I think it's at this point Finnegan begins to make his way back towards wherever they are, the rope leading back to the wagon. Mm -hmm. Um, Darvin, what are you doing during this interrogation? Are you Um, present, asking questions, uh, standing menacingly? Yes, that mostly trying to look menacing. I I know better than to say anything because I'm not menacing when I speak. <laughs> Darwin's just too good for this world. Just sharpen your sword leg. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Finnegan's approaching with a rope that is currently tied to the axle of a wagon. Would you like to do anything more with that, Finnegan? Um, just gonna stand at, like... I'm assuming she's either sitting or lying down. I'm just going to stand at her feet with the rope while Arnis asks the next question. I think sitting, unless people are not letting her sit up mm-hmm. from a lying down yeah, position. That's, that's fine. <laughs> she's not that casual about yeah. it. She's not yeah, like I a professional prisoner. Like, <laughs> yeah, I picture her like leaning against a tree or something. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, It occurs to me when she said like, I asked who hired you, and she said you'd have to ask mm-hmm. McRory. Um, can I roll insight on her? Oh, of course you can. This is an interrogation. This is a great time to roll insight. Ooh. Ooh, I got a 22. Hmm. How to phrase this? Like, you should ask McRory because he's the boss and he has, like, the detailed information. He could give you the full answer. What does she know? Maybe a little bit more. He- she may not know everything, but she's withholding, certainly. All right. I'm going to level with you. Astoria. Astorius. Uh, Astorius. Jesus. Hang on. Let me figure- <laughs> Unless misnaming her is part of the torture. No, it's really, it's really not. <laughs> Sorry, interrogation. <clears throat> I'm going to level with you, Astorius, because I know you're holding back on me. Your other two companions, they're dead or being slowly digested. There is no reason for your boss to think you are coming back. So you're either going to level with us, or you won't be coming back. Now, I know that is not explicitly killing her, but that is a heavy implication there that it is. So, again, is Arnis sincere in that level of threat? He is sincere that he will not let her go. He's not going to kill her. (laughs) You can roll intimidation or deception here. Either one you want. I will take deception. Okay. Should I use peerless skill? How many times do you get to use it? Four. Go for it. I don't have to do it yet. I can roll the dice first. But I I just have to do it before you call it a success or a failure. Okay. Let's see what I roll first. All right. And then we can actually define what peerless skill is for everybody. Oh. Well, I'm not going to use it. I got a 26. (laughs) You got a 26. 26. 26 deception. Yeah. Okay. Well... Since we've brought it up, and it may come up again, would you like to define what this peerless skill ability is? Uh, sure. Um, on an ability check, 
I can expend a bardic inspiration point, roll a d12, and add that number to my roll. Uh, I could do it after I roll, but before the DM calls it a success or failure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's something you actually picked up last time we leveled up. Yep. Just... At level 14, not at your current level of 15, which is why oh. that's a d12 now on bardic inspiration. Woo! You're very inspiring. I really am. Okay, but not using it this time. No. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Again, sorry. Uh, remind me what the question was. Oh, I just said, like, I know you're lying. Like, I know you're holding back on me, so you can either level with me or you won't be coming back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, sorry. All right, all right. All right. Calm down. <laughs> no need to... I know what happened to my friends. I was there. I saw. I do not need that happening to me. I don't think you can get that creature back here. But still, I don't need anything similar happening to me. What I can tell you, what I can tell you is that we were hired, contracted, however you want to put it. We were hired by an outside interest, very wealthy, very influential, not from around here. I didn't get to meet them. Way above my pay grade. I don't even know if McGrory met them. Sometimes we take our own tasks. As the forest trappers, sometimes we get sent tasks by the bent bow. I can tell you that much. If you really want to know who was behind all this, you would have to start with McGrory. Plain and simple. I, I, I couldn't even give you an A. All I know is that they paid and have promised to pay a lot. Oh, I think I'm starting to get a pretty clear picture here. Um, can I, as the player, ask the DM a question? Of course. Could I put together from the information that she just gave us and what we know about that ship and its captain that it's the glamour that hired them? I think that's pretty obvious. We've been on that ship before. Right. Like, would I be able to deduce that? Arnis and Darwin know that that's Captain Edmund's ship. Okay. Darwin and Arnis both knew right away that's Captain Edmondson's ship. You're also both very well aware that Captain Edmondson is part of the glamour. You, thanks to your dealings, uh, <laughs> thanks to your dealings with Ikiri, you know what the glamour's about. Bunch of rich jerks controlling things behind the scenes, doing whatever they want for the most part, and getting away with it. Right. And Asturias has already admitted that that was part of the plan, that was, that was meant to be a distraction, just wasn't as good a one as they had hoped. So assuming that the glamour has something, anything to do with this, yeah, I think that's fine. Okay. It's not a huge leap. Okay. All right. Cool. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Got to write something. As to which part of the glamour might be responsible for this, who's to say? Okay. It takes care of the who. Um, I guess we already know the what. They were trying to kid. It's, uh, okay. All right. I appreciate the honesty. Well, I don't want you to kill me. I'd like to keep my skin. Where were you planning on taking them? Over there. She motions to the trees. Gee, that's specific. I'm, Let's try again. Where <laughs> were you planning on taking them? There's a mm, question. I need, to, I need to remember where we are physically. Because Captain Edmondson's ship was just a distraction. He was not assigned to take a prisoner back, so that wouldn't have been it. Do to do to do to do. Ah, yeah, of course. That's. I don't know who the contact is specifically, but once we had somebody, you know, yeah, once we had secured one of your allies, 
we were to meet with a contact at the port. From there, wherever the ship takes them. I don't know which port exactly, but from what I gather, we had more than one option. Whoever hired us has plenty of contacts, plenty of influence. Okay. Was there a reason it had to be now and not like tomorrow or yesterday? It was as good a time as any. We were ready. The ship was ready. Not really anybody else around to interfere. All right. Yeah, as far as she knows, it's just like, hey, this is when everything was ready to go. So we pulled the trigger. And now the big question, which based on your previous answers, I'm guessing you don't know, but we'll take a shot at it. Um, Why? Why do this? It was a job. And honestly, getting one over on a rebellion leader and a god, pretty good feather to have in a cap. I see. Bragging rights, right? And the money, but yes. Right. And you have no idea motivations of the person that hired you. Again, you'd have to talk to McGrory about that. Mm. No, I actually really don't, because I can guess. Because unlike you and your little tiny, tiny piece of the world, I actually have a sense of the bigger picture here. (laughs) And you are wrapped up with some real dangerous people who will cast you aside and will kill you as easily as they'll hire you. Make no mistake. And frankly, if you go back to your boss having failed, you'll probably end up dead. And it won't be your boss that kills you. But that's not a threat. That's just, that's just, that's literally just the way it is. You can't threaten people and then say it's not a threat. And no, have it's them not just be a, like, oh, okay, cool. Threat. Like, it sounds I'm not like a threat. Kill. Like, it's not going to be me coming after you. Um, it sure sounds like a threat. You can take it however you want. Because it's the person that hired you all to do this that's going to be responsible for it. But you'll never know. Well, so. if, if your plan is to send me back knowing that I'm going to die, that's you sending me to my death. And I'm just telling you what's going to happen if you go back to your boss. I could let you go and you could go in the opposite direction. Are you catching my drift? Might be time to go on the run, babe. Babe. Oh my god. <laughs> I got you, babe. Chicky? <laughs> 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 um, better? That's way worse. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Might be time to go on the run, buster. <laughs> you just said that we won't see it coming. That we're not going to know that it's these whoever dangerous people are coming after us. Yeah. But maybe maybe you could help me then. Unless you want me to die. I nothing you. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. And what's what's in it for us? Depends. What do you want? I, I don't have a lot on me right now in case you couldn't tell. She's not lying, obviously. You've had her as a captive for a few days now. You know, she's got her personal effects on her, but that's about it. But maybe if you explained the situation to McGrory, we could all get out of this just fine. You think I want them to die? You know, we may not be the best of friends, but still, we've been working together for some time. I don't need their deaths on my conscience. I've already got two. Let me... Let me, let me get this straight. Now, instead of going to McRory for 
information mm-hmm. and knowing full well that he is in charge of kidnapping one or more of my people and sending them to a port to go who knows where you want me to walk willingly in there to convince him why none of you should die. Is that about right? I mean, that's the gist of it. Seriously? (laughs) You, You just laid out a thousand reasons why I shouldn't go near that dude. I'm still your prisoner. I could vouch for you. You're going to vouch for me. You've already convinced her that if she just goes back, she's going to die. If she didn't help you, you were going to drag her along the road behind you until who knows what. This poor woman. It's not like she's vouching for you out of friendship. She's legitimately worried for her well-being. And if her choices are run away alone, knowing that she works with the Hunter's Guild, you know, who might have an ability to find her or keep tabs on her, or go back to them empty-handed and then everybody dies. She's just trying to look out for her team. Okay. She lays this whole thing out. I'm like, you're you're missing an option. And that would be? Well, uh, you saw what we did to you, what we did to that big-ass flying whatever that was, what we did to the folks on the ship. Join us. You're safer near us than you are at it, that you are anywhere else. Because <laughs> if they come back, we'll just kick their ass again. <laughs> okay, I need to ask all three of you a question here. <laughs> Since Finnegan, Aranis, Darvin, you're all there. If we could, like, step back just a moment. How on board is everybody with such an offer? I'm fine with it. I think Finnegan would be hesitant. But they're clearly a strong fighter and therefore would probably be a good physical ally. I'm not going to take my eyes off him for a while, though. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, that settles, well, that doesn't settle things, but you know, that gives me a clear picture of what Finnegan thinks here. Darwin and Aranis, how much trust would be extended here if you're like, join us? And then I assume you untie her and she's just walking around with you all taking shifts during watch in the middle of the night or something. How much, how much trust is there here? You don't have to tell her right now, but me, the DM wants to know, like, is this just cool? We got a friend or is this like uh, best option available? This is probationary at best. Does that make sense? Trust takes years to build. Like I'm going to untie you. You are not taking watch at night while we're all asleep. Nope. That's not not happening. Um, There's enough of us that it's unnecessary, right? And, like, we're going to be watching you, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, that gives me some good perspective. Uh, Darwin is absolutely right. Trust takes time to build. Mm -hmm. So I understand not wanting to trust her right away. (sighs) Okay. Okay, this is interesting. This was not expected. Probably something I say every single time we sit down and play. Uh, <laughs> yup. Well, let's see. What, how does Asturias react to this? Join you. Seriously. Like, what? Wandering the country? Rebelling? Running a religion? I mean, am I going to get treated better? Am I going to be tied up the whole time? What? What does this look like if I say yes? What's in it for me? Like, other so, than this protection, but like, you know, 
what is this going to look like? She wants to know, or she wants to at least have an idea of what to expect. Like, okay, I join you. And what is that? I got it. Um, so the minute she says wandering the country, rebelling, Arnis starts to like giggle, but then tries to suppress it. Cause she's clearly keep, she's clearly like still talking and like, hasn't finished her point. Mm-hmm. And the, the minute she finishes, he just goes, what? What do you think we do? Do we just? Do you think we just walk down the road going resist, <laughs> rebel? <laughs> Is that not what you do? I don't Are know. <laughs> I mean, only when there's something to rebel against. <laughs> um, you can't just be like that tree, rebel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think if that tree could talk, if if you knew that was a sentient tree, I think you would tell it to rebel. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um, well, I mean, we're going to untie you, but I'll be... How honest should I be with her? No, I'll be honest. You're trying to recruit her? Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, we're going to untie you, but to be honest, we didn't get started off under the best circumstances here, so uh, we're going to be watching you, right? Like, we're not letting you letting you take like guard duty at night when we're all asleep you're gonna have eyeballs on you a lot because you tried to kidnap some of us and as far as we know right even though you've told us right that you don't want to go back there because it'll kill people right we don't know that your motivations have changed because technically that deal's still on the table right i mean as far as i know we didn't just get the one chance but but okay Limited trust, it sounds like. Am I going to get a cut? Of what? Of whatever. You guys, like, looking around, like, seeing this huge group, like, you all certainly make money somehow. And then looking at your gear, like, you got some nice stuff. I'm guessing at least some of that you picked up along the way. If I'm with you, do I get a cut? Uh. Let's just call what we've got inherited wealth. <laughs> Is that the worst? Am I the worst? That, I am that the sounds worst. pretty terrible. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> but I mean, the alternative is telling her, like, we don't really make money. We just have money. And I don't really want to do that because then she'll go hunting for where the money is. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Do you, do you see what I mean? So I'm obfuscating. Yeah. I'm like purposefully like obscuring the truth <laughs> a little bit. I mean, you all get into fights like here on the side of the road. And she motions over towards where the battle was there on the roadside. Are you telling me you just leave everybody's stuff behind? You're not taking any gear, taking any money in this type of situation? I mean, if there's money to take, sure. But oftentimes, anybody showing up to one of these fights, they have what? Maybe, if you're lucky, a few silver on them. That's more than nothing. So, would I, mean, I get a cut? No. <laughs> you're <laughs> Just lay it out for the lady evenly and tell her, no, you don't get a cut because we live a communal lifestyle and we pay for what we need as we go along and quit dancing around it. <laughs> I guess that's fair. So, uh-huh. the answer is to be blunt about it no but neither does anybody else it all goes into a big pot 
So you were saying nobody gets a cut because we just all were a commune. Right. Essentially. Right. It all goes into a communal whatever. And then we use it as we we need it. But I would have the same access to that as anybody else then. Same food. You can fill out the T9 T9 form and get um, get the coin if you need it. (laughs) Like you're not going to withhold anything from her just because she's new slash converted captive. No, up to a certain point. Like, I understand not entrusting her with things of power or, you know, letting her watch you sleep. I mean, if she's coming to me and asking for, like, 10 gold every single day, no. (laughs) (laughs) Right? We're not going to lay out all the different... Right? There's a limit to how much of that money she has access to. But that's, like, same as anybody. Like, if you're coming to me and wanting, like, large sums of money every Mm -hmm. day, no. Sorry. I think the simple answer is at its core, she'll be treated as an equal, except for areas where we're concerned about security. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. And, you know, let's say tomorrow. Let's say I say yes. Tomorrow. Another attack on the roadside. I'm expected to help. Yes. Yeah. Aye. Okay. One last question before there's going to be any roles involved here. Mm. Well, McGrory is expecting. He's either expecting us to come back with somebody, he's expecting us to come back empty-handed, or, yeah, maybe he's not expecting anybody to come back. But if none of those are the case, you know, he doesn't show up here tomorrow, find everybody dead, or we don't go back to him and tell him what's going on. Let's say we run into him a week or two down the road. What then? What do you mean, what then? Do, do we try to explain the situation to him, or are we going to have to fight? I'm betting if we run into him, he's not going to be here for an explanation. He's going to be here to try to finish the job. So there's not going to be a lot of room for explaining because we're going to be fighting. <laughs> All right. Well, you've laid out the offer enough. She's asked enough follow-up questions. Like There are plenty of weeds to get into here, but we don't need to get into all of them. So before we do this roll, again, just to confirm, this is a sincere offer. Yes or no? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who all is supporting of this of this offer? Nate. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Darvin, Arnis, mm-hmm. Finnegan. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And this would be immediate, right? Like, there's not like a oh, well, we'll keep you tied up for a day, and then and this is just like say yes now and get benefit now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I think this is persuasion. If there's some other skill here that you think might be more appropriate, I'd be willing to listen, but it sounds very persuady to me. All right. Well, if everybody's on board, this is sincere. You've already laid out some of the dangers. Uh, go ahead and roll persuasion with advantage. Ooh. Like she still has to trust you, and that may not be immediate, but let's see some dice. I crit. <laughs> should I give you the total? Absolutely, you should. This is going to be a wait, cool wait. number. Can I roll peerless skill <laughs> to I... see if I break 40? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not doing I, that. You can. You've already crit. So this is already going to be like a very good result. Like more so no, than no. if it was just a 19. But if you want to add a D12 to this and potentially get over 40, like I can give you more success. We're at the very end of this. I'm totally going to do it. 
Just because we were talking about it earlier. <laughs> Hang on. If you roll a 12 on this, I swear to God. <laughs> if I roll a 12, I will take a picture as proof and send it to you. <laughs> no. I rolled a 1. <laughs> I got a 36. <laughs> Maybe not entirely peerless. That's about right. But... First of all, hot damn, 36 persuasion. Very persuasive. And it's a crit. I think Asturias sees the sincerity in this offer. I think she understands the potential dangers of returning or of trying to run off on her own. And while this is certainly not the outcome she wanted, this is the safest of the outcomes, as she perceives it anyways. She doesn't know where you're headed next. <laughs> she doesn't know all the other bullshit you're going to have to deal with. But she sees this as the safest of the outcomes. And I think from sitting there up against the tree, she raises her arms forward with her hands tied together, since I'm assuming they're tied together. She raises her arms forward, extends her hands. Okay, I'll stay with you. If nothing else, it's the safest option for me. That's the safest option for the rest of the crew. Leaving a task in progress isn't the worst thing in the world for them. So, you're gonna... Just, like, extending her hands forward, like, you're gonna untie me, cut the ropes or anything. Like, she's in. Oh, yeah. Uh, who tied her up? It was you, right? Finn, Anybody. You, uh, you untied. Yeah, I reached down, I pulled the dagger keep in my boot out of my boot, and I cut her free. No, actually, I don't cut her free. I untie her. I want to keep the rope. You want to keep the rope. I was I was thinking that same thing. I was like, don't cut it. Keep the rope. Keep the I rope. start to do that. And then I'm like, oh, wait, no, I use the point of the dagger to like undo the knots. <laughs> you guys have like two wagons. I'm sure there's some extra rope in there. But yes, why waste? Exactly. And we're not in a hurry. <laughs> With her hands free, she begins untying the ropes around her feet. Stands up. Now definitely taller than everybody else. Ah. <sighs> And there's a bit of a bear growl to it. That's better. Thank you. <sighs> it's nice to be able to stretch a little bit after a few days. But if this is what's going to happen, we should probably not stick around here for too much longer. It's one thing if McGrory and the gang saw you out here with me as a prisoner. They could have just been waiting. But if they think that I'm... If they think that I've turned against them, if I've ratted them out, they might they might take action sooner rather than later. Mm. Got to give a little bit of extra here. What what do you get for the crit? What do you get for this thirty six crit? Um, <laughs> got a few options here. I mean, huh. I don't know if just revealing things about McGrory and the rest of the gang would really be enough. Because at this point, it would just be like, oh, yeah, and there's also these other four people who are out there waiting and watching. Mm, mm, I know. Yeah, we should probably get going soon. But if you want, if you need a detour or anything, probably get us one of those osprey or one of those boars that was around. Whether you want that as food or eyes in the sky or whatever. They were already trained before we got them, so it won't be that hard. I think when Finnegan hears this, he had a perks up for a second. 
takes a moment to think about everything that's going on right now and just kind of just noticeably like shakes his head and begins to coil back up the rope that I have attached to the wagon. Okay. Yeah, and Arnis knowing that like Finn is the animal person would have like looked to him when she said all of that and then we'll take his cue from Finn and be like, no, I I appreciate the offer, but no. All right. All right. All right. Well then, at least let me do some hunting on the road so we can get some good food. I don't know what you all have been eating, but my food's been a little bland. Because you've been feeding her bread and water. Well, <laughs> yep. Well, yuck, yuck. <laughs> hmm. The only other thing she really has to offer would be information about McGrory and the group or information about the bent bow, uh, which would be more broad. I mean, like, she can certainly show off her, her guild symbol. She keeps it on a, on a necklace, among with other, like, claws, teeth, charms, and whatever. There is one. There's this uh, circular emblem. It's a red hunting bow drawn back with a pair of arrows. And then she points out the background of the image. And she's just like, see here, not everybody knows this, but this background actually kind of denotes a, a, a specialty or a clan or, you know, what have you. And the background of hers is like a, a forested area. So she's especially adept at, you know, hunting in the woods. And hmm. yeah. Some people have, like, animal skin. Some people have terrains, environments, what have you. Mm. Just for a little bit of flavor there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. Anything else before we hit the road? Nope. 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 Okay. Well, then, let me go ahead and add a Sturious Chase to this party oh my oh my you've got a new friend (laughs) actually now i think it's a good time to go over this real quick before we hit the road and you've taken on asturias chase as an ally it is not the most of uh auspicious beginnings there was a fight you held her captive basically said hey you're gonna die the best option that you had available was just hang out with us that's cool So adding her to the party sheet, getting her officially on the list, right now, that bond is only going to be a one. Um, Mm. And her primary role is hunter. She's good at physical combat, best at hunting. Uh, But looking at this list, looking at this list, now is actually, since we all just leveled up and we just finished this huge fight and negotiating with a prisoner, good time to update these bonds for the rest of the party. Just going to go through this real quick. Mostly because a lot of these numbers aren't really going to change. Sam is going to stay at plus five. Caroline is going to stay at a plus three. That was very scary for her. She almost got carried away by birds. That's not great. She's happy to see another Tamani join. She doesn't know Astorius, though, and she was being held captive. There's a little bit of, you know, a little bit of give and take there. Felicity is happy to see Mercy, but actually Felicity probably spent like the first day or two passed out after the fight. She exerted herself a lot with that sky arm. Tonk, again, very happy for a success. A little disappointed at what success sometimes looks like because, oh, we do have to take prisoners sometimes and interrogate them and not be super cool to them. So his is going to stay even. Morello, though, I think he's going to get a boost. 
This was a cool fight. He got to see so much cool shit. He had a prisoner. There was an interrogation. A little bit too nice for his taste, but, you know, this kind of was all in line with how he would do things. He might have been wishing to rough him up a little bit more, but, you know, that's not his role. Uh, Parlin. This was very scary. This was very exhilarating. And, hey, new person in the party. But there wasn't anything, like, particularly divine about this encounter. Mahogany, she knows the value of a good questioning and of converting people into the gang. Bigger gang, stronger gang. She's getting a boost from plus two to plus three. Seth, uh, yeah, he was also almost kidnapped. That was scary as heck. He's extremely thankful that you all saved him. And he sees that this isn't just, you know, wandering around the woods. Or, sorry, he sees that this is more than just wandering down the road rebelling. You are taking good care of the people with you. He's going to get a boost also from two to three. And finally, Reistos. He's very impressed. I, I, I don't think I can say that enough. Like, he was not expecting you to face an Urleth and come away unscathed. Or, not unscathed, but he was not expecting you to face an Urleth and come away all in one piece. So he's going to go from a one to a two. And Asturias stays at a one. And that's where we are in terms of your crew, your party. Few boosts, no drops, and a new member. Yay! Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. So, with Asturias having somewhat reluctantly joined the group, but finding it to be the safest option at the time, and everything pretty much in place here at the side of the road, everybody's healed up, everybody's mobile. Felicity has recovered from her use of that sky arm. People have had a chance to have good food. You're rested. Are we ready to hit the road? Are we ready to move? Most definitely. Yeah. Quick point of order. Are we still heading south to Libera? I'm sorry. I think Earl was the actual first planned stop, unless you wanted to go to Vongfell Peak still. I'm 100% at this point, Finnegan's along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Finnegan mean... has a destination in mind that he's not spoken at all about, because you already have said you're going there, so he hasn't need to speak up about it yet. Mm-hmm. But Yeah. Vonfield yeah. Peaks has the Protectorate of Stone, which is where the giant stronghold is. And you've already been told you have safe passage and uh, you would be welcome there. Right. Because you've let the giants pretty much take over in Sarakar. Right. At least in the capital. I was going to say, that was before we started that pesky little revolution. The, the and thing in Caravel there and left yeah. a dragon in charge. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. So, it is what it is. <laughs> but, you know, whatever emblem or whatever word they gave you granting you that safe passage you know you still have it it's just will there be a discussion about hey what the fuck you doing uh, i don't think so you're not persona non grata it's semi grata <laughs> semi grata <laughs> you could go straight to earl without taking that detour where the changelings still are presumably and whatever else has happened to Earl along the way. And then further south of that is Libera, of course, where Malsius and his conscription forces are, and where conscription forces are gathering, because he has recalled them all at Corm's bidding. Of those three, which do you want to go to first? I'm going to give you a, a little preview here. We're not getting there right now. We're definitely... <laughs> no matter which one you go to, Honey Hollow is along the way. Right. I'm aware of this. <laughs> Isn't... Okay. 
I, I need map help. Well, first things first, unless anyone objects, I would like to avoid the Protectorate of Stone just to kind of cover our butts. Like, I don't want to run into unnecessary trouble. I'm done with that. Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. If I'm if I'm remembering the map correctly, Earl is before Libera, right? Because yes, Libera is even farther south. Well, then, yeah, let's go in that order. Let's go to Earl first and then Libera. Since okay. it's all along the way. Right. I think if we wanted to have a, an in-story reason why this is being discussed, a story is, you know, as we're getting ready to go, simply asks, hey, where are we headed? You know, what's the next stop on the road? Do you have a destination? And if that answer is Earl, okay, she knows she's in for a long haul. <laughs> or yes, just adventure. Adventure. Okay. Asturias is fine with that. I'm gonna have to gonna have to stay joined if we're going into the colder areas, but that shouldn't be too bad. As a bear Tamani, yeah, she'll be able to stay warm when she's in her joint form, so not a concern. But heading south, heading south down the road, out of the autumn belt, into the winter belt, where things get cold and dark. The ocean branch overhead gets colder and colder until it is frozen solid again. And there's just a road of ice running down south, branching off here and there to lesser branches. A main vein of it still heading south, not directly above the road, but visible now and again, glinting in the moonlight or off the campfire light. As the temperature drops, Everyone certainly has to bundle up some more. Bigger coats, thicker boots. But you have prepared. People have the provisions they need to stay warm. There's more sleeping in the wagons, or sleeping in tents, or sleeping around the campfire. There's less just wandering off, but people will be fine. As you travel south, down the road, Darwin and Aranis, I think Sam would know this too. You know you're not that far from Honey Hollow now. You're getting closer. However that feels like for you, I don't know. It's a site of victory, and it's a site of loss. But it's coming. The road goes right by Honey Hollow. And as you get closer, everybody roll perception. Hmm. What die do I want to roll? I'm going to roll the wooden die. Am I rolling for Cyril, too? Yeah, you can roll for Cyril as well. Ooh, well, um, Finnegan crit. Hmm. What does that bring your total to, Finnegan? 22. 22. What about Cyril? It's a 15. Okay. Darvin. I got a 10. Hmm. Aranus? 21. Okay. Here in the winter belt, it is dark. All the time. You might get some moonlight, some starlight, occasional other less natural sources of light. Sometimes you can just see the sunrise way, way, way off in the distance. But by the time you get to Honey Hollow, it is effectively dark. The sky is fairly clear tonight. There's some moon, but not a lot. You still need your torches to light the way to travel down the road. And as you approach Honey Hollow, Darvin, you're blissfully ignorant of what's about to happen. Not nice. what, what people are about to see. Cyril feels a bit of unease sees something unfamiliar, doesn't know what it is. Thankfully, 
Arnis Finnegan, you both rolled high enough. Finnegan, you crit. That this does not go unnoticed by you. Both of you, from ahead, Arnis, you know that this is where Honey Hollow was. And the location is still the location, but it's not a town anymore. You know, people don't presumably live here anymore. But you know you're getting to where Honey Hollow was, is. And Finnegan, you see this as well. There's a dim and deep magenta glow, just barely, just barely emanating from somewhere deep within these massive openings where Honey Hollow was, as if someone had come by and scooped out parts of the snow. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 City Council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 Mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 Governor level, thank you, Paul Calicott, Phoenix Bryan, and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrenpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrenpodcast.com. As always, thanks to Daryl Barnes for creating our theme music. You can find them on Twitter at Daryl Barnes underscore. We also want to thank the talented at Gabby underscore Desu on Twitter for our fantastic podcast art. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend. <laughs>